there is this element of storytelling in musical theater where we realize that we're creating something together and in a shared way that we could never do on our own. Welcome to Beyond the Fourth Wall. I'm Lindy. And I'm Joseph. The Fourth Wall that invisible, magical bridge between actors and audience. For the last year, we've been looking out beyond our fourth wall to see how theater skills are life skills. And now, we want you to join us on the other side of the curtain. Our productions are returning, and we're taking you behind the scenes as we chat with cast, creative teams, and alumni, with an occasional tap number for good measure. So welcome to the Lex Fam, and get ready to go... Beyond the Fourth Wall. We're rounding out our Meet the Team series with Brock Terry, resident music director with the Lexington Theatre Company. Brock has been a part of the Lex since it was only an idea, sharing his incredible skills as a pianist, conductor, arranger, and musical director. But his passion for theatre, and more importantly, people, have shaped the culture of the Lex. And even though he's an Alabama fan in Kentucky Wildcat country, we still love him. Let's get to know Brock. Brock Terry, resident music director of the Lexington Theater Company. I am so glad to have you with us on Beyond the Fourth Wall. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait for this conversation today. We have been having so much fun with this Meet the Team series. It's sort of like we've been talking that we have all these Zoom meetings all the time as a team. We just decided to record a few of them. So um, it's Great, great to see you this morning. Of course, you've been with the Lex from the very beginning. You've really helped us form and build this company from the ground up. But I want to take it back before we get into your Lex journey. I want to take it all the way back to when Brock Terry first fell in love with musical theater. Do you have any memories of that time? I do. I remember being in fifth grade in South Carolina local community theater was auditioning for a uh, production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. And I don't know what a 10-year-old guy, what part they would have considered me for. I think there was some, like this would have been like pre-Whitney Houston and Brandy and all that. There was probably a part they read me for, like um, it was some somebody that would have been older than me, like a steward or something. But I remember they wanted me to sing in French and I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, I remember loving that process, but I think it was the next year, actually, that uh, we had moved to Mississippi and my parents had got tickets for me and my brother to go see Annie, a touring production that had come through at the Mississippi University for Women in Columbus. And uh, me and my brother went, and that was kind of my first show that I ever saw. I think I was hooked from then on. I I have just been loving as we've been meeting and letting our audiences meet everyone that we've had on the podcast and hearing these stories about the introduction to musical theater and the different shows, whether it was Annie or Cats or West Side Story that were like those first 
life-changing, life-altering moments that you were like, I'm hooked. This is amazing. Well, and strangely enough, I think I may have been even inspired from those very big, that very beginning to be a music director. I very vividly remember that solo trumpet at the beginning of the overture and like just falling in love with that. And uh, I think I was, it was all kind of predestined there from the beginning. So I know how much you love that trumpet intro to Annie, because when we decided to do Newsies in 2019, I remember you calling me up and being like, listen to this overture. It's just like Annie. (laughs) It's got that trumpet fanfare at the beginning. It's so similar. Musical theater nerds of the world unite. I love it. I love it. So now I know you are a, a man of many talents. You sing. You are a brilliant pianist. You are an incredible conductor and music director. As you were growing up, how did you start to flex your muscles in those areas? Did you start as a singer? How did you kind of go from one genre to the next and then find your way to put them all together? Uh, I I think I started, obviously singing was kind of first, uh, especially kind of growing up in the church world. And so there was a lot of singing going on in my home and attending church multiple times a week in the deep south, you know, started taking piano lessons really kind of seriously when I was uh, about 11. I, you know, was always around good conductors growing up and always kind of admired them, knew that I wanted pretty early on to be involved in some kind of a, a conducting or director type role. Didn't really know how all that was going to come together, but I do remember being in college pretty early on and a professor, you know, letting me know that being maybe not the best singer or the best pianist or the best conductor, but being uh, capable in all three of those areas was an asset. And so I think I was maybe able to capitalize on my well-roundedness, you know, kind of early on as far as that goes. Even through college, just I remember I was in college in uh, Springfield, Missouri, went to the Springfield Little Theater, which now I think I'm doing a little bit of history. It's a it's a community theater. It's been around for a long time. And I think it was where Robert Westenberg and Kim Crosby, who played uh, Cinderella and Cinderella's Prince in the original production of Into the Woods, I think they kind of got their start there and had this rich history. But I remember that was my introduction to Sondheim you know, saw a really fantastic production of Sweeney Todd there. And so, you know, even though I I, I had not musical directed a, uh, a show, I was closing in on the musical theater realm, even in college. So was there something specific? I mean, you've talked about Sondheim and Annie and, and various shows that, you know, captured your imagination. But was there is there something you can like put your finger on that? What is it about musical theater specifically that draws you in and and standing at the at the front of that orchestra pit and and holding that baton is there something specific about that genre that you just love yes (laughs) i think looking back I, i was probably 12 or 13 when my mother decided to uh i think she had remembered from when she was growing up like seeing the movie gypsy with Rosalind Russell and Natalie Wood, and thought that that was something that we should watch together. I remember loving the music, but I remembered specifically being drawn into the story 
and how the music enhanced the telling of the story. And I don't know that I would have been able to put that into words at age 12, you know, whether it was seeing Annie for the first time, watching Gypsy with my mother on television for the first time, and then from then on, just kind of like delving into movie musicals like, you know, My Fair Lady and just everything. It was always coming to an understanding that the music was enhancing the storytelling. Well, and I I love that you're sharing that because one of my favorite things about collaborating with you is that you are such a musical storyteller. And the way that, you know, whether we're coaching students and, you know, I'll give a storytelling direction to the actor that's singing, and then you immediately infuse whichever way we're taking the story, you hear it then coming through the keys and, and you hear it coming through what you're playing on the piano. Or when we're, you know, we're working a scene in the shows in the summertime and, you know, you'll call me over to the piano and say, hey, you know, this is happening in the music there. How are we working that in? It's just I love how attuned you are to how we you and I are, and all the other directors, too, but how we work together to to get what's on the page beautifully communicated on the stage. Yeah, I think one of the fantastic things about working at the Lexington Theater Company and not just the artistic team, but, you know, just the entire team everything we do when it comes to shows that are produced is informed by the storytelling. And one of the reasons that it's easy to take such great care is because at the Lexington Theatre Company, we know that we tell stories that we feel need to be told. When you're doing something that you feel is important, like sharing uh, an important story through this medium with your community, it is important to pay attention to the details. One of the fun things for me and one of the things that I care deeply about is when we are telling a story that was originally told by its creators, while we are always seeking to bring a fresh vision to the storytelling, it's also very good to kind of see what informed their choices. Musically, because it is musical theater, it is just amazing that every time I delve into analyzing a show musically, it seems that every note that is written, every lyric that is matched to a note, every articulation of every instrument, it, with good musical theater, it's all that is all informed by the story. And so I think it's important, you know, just to take good care of the details. <laughs> and make sure that we're uh, being as true and honest as we can to what those uh, intentions were originally while staying fresh, obviously. So. I love that so much. I love that you said taking care of the details. I feel like that it's, it, you're so, so exactly right. And it's so fun. It's almost like getting to be detectives a little bit. You know, why, why was that written that way? And what was the intention behind that? I remember when you and I were working on Sondheim on Sondheim and we were pouring through those anthologies that had the lyrics and then Sondheim's commentary on why things were done the way they were done. And once you understand all of that, it's almost, you know, the light bulbs go off and then you you get new ideas. It's like, Ooh, if that's where he was going with that, we could build on that with, with this idea or that idea. It's, it's such a fun, fun process. 
Yeah, it really is. It really is. And of course, you know, you and I being huge Sondheim fans, it seems to be a little bit easier just with Sondheim because, you know, I think with him, there's an even greater intention of just every single aspect being informed by uh, the telling of the story. The funny thing about it is, is sometimes with Sondheim, you can discover things and think, well, that had to be what he was thinking. And then, you know, you go back and look at interviews where other people have come to that same conclusion. And he's like, no, I just thought it would be pretty. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, I mean, even when, even when you discover something for yourself, like it, it doesn't really make it any less significant when maybe that wasn't the creator's original intent, because sometimes you're just like, oh my God, that that's incredible that that's so obvious to me that he used that motive, you know, there in that moment. You know, I, I love discovering just the musical nuggets that are hidden within a show. Uh, me too. Well, like all of us here at the Lex, we've been talking with a lot of the team, you wear a lot of hats here. And what I think is really kind of neat and what maybe folks don't know from the outside looking in is in all the different capacities that you serve as our resident music director. So it's not, while, while what most people see is you're standing at the front of the pit conducting the orchestra, but you're also oftentimes at the keys, whether it's in concert with the stars playing or playing rehearsals or helping us with auditions. You play a lot of our auditions, but you work in such different capacities. Sometimes it's one-on-one in coachings with the actors. Sometimes it's in the big group setting. Sometimes it's with our incredible orchestra. How do you switch those hats and what are the different favorite parts of getting to work with so many different musicians and artists in so many different ways? Well, I mean, as far as the hats that I wear, one of one of the things that helps is when you work for a company that really makes an effort to set you up for success. So I've always felt a tremendous amount of, of support. I enjoy every single one of those. It is special for me to get to be involved in the process from the get-go. I don't know that that is a luxury that every person who gets to musical direct a show gets to have because I am in the audition room. And so I get to hear that person from the beginning of their journey into whether or not they're going to work with us and be in a show until the show closes. And because of that, when we get to that very special closing evening of a show, and I have been able to observe an actor's journey from the audition to the closing, I am incredibly invested in the experience that that actor gets to share with the company. And all of the hats that I wear, I think we're very much invested here at the Lex of making sure, obviously, that the community is receiving a fantastic product, but also that the actors that come in and work for us, that they are just receiving the best experience that they can from beginning to end. I hope that 
our, audi our audition process is incredibly uplifting and that they feel supported, then I also hope that at the end of the journey, they felt like it was just as, as wonderful an experience as it could possibly be. So, and to be involved in all that is very special. Well, and I want to, I want to recall one other of my favorite, favorite moments. And I know this is one of your favorite moments of every process that we do in the summertime. And it is the magical night. It's usually Monday night before opening night when the cast meets the orchestra and the orchestra meets the cast for the first time. And we have been super intentional here at the Lex about making that a big moment. Usually you call the cast over to the lip of the stage and they oftentimes have their cameras because they want to capture the moment and it's just, I, I mean, I, I often have tears in my eyes because you have these two separate groups of artists who have been working independently, the company in the rehearsal room, and you've had the orchestra separately in their orchestra rehearsals. And then there's that beautiful day that they come together. What does that feel like for you? It's incredibly emotional, <laughs> incredibly emotional. I think I can kind of just state without fear of, um, of over-exaggeration that getting to musical direct a show at the Lexington Theatre Company particularly is one of the great honors of my life. It is very special, that moment where, because there is this, there is this bridge <laughs> that, uh, where, where these two entities, the accompanying orchestra and the actors on stage, there is this bridge where it, it has not been able to come together until this one kind of moment when we finally put everything together. And, you know, obviously kind of taking care of teaching the voice parts to the ensemble at the beginning of the rehearsal process to uh, rehearsing the orchestra during that time and then seeing it all come together. For some reason, I'm always like, well, this is going to be special to me as the music director. I don't know that it's going to be as special to everybody else, but you know what? It always is. It always is because there is just something about that moment of realization that this is happening. <laughs> this is going to happen at the Lex. We're like, and it's going to happen in about 72 hours. It is just so magical when that cast hears that orchestra for the first time. In that moment, to be the driver at the helm, I mean... I, I, I get teary-eyed even now. So, I mean, it's just incredibly special. So special. It's so special. Well, we have been talking so much about your Lex journey and all the hats that you wear at the Lex, but one of the things we've also been talking with the team about is some of your favorite things that you like to do that don't have anything to do with theater and making music. So I know... You're a football fan. What are what are your uh, what are some of your other hobbies outside the theater world, Brock Terry? You know, it is it is funny because I get asked this question a lot. <laughs> when I first moved away from home and took kind of my first full time job out after college, I took a, a church music job in Boca Raton, Florida. And, you know, I, I had a volunteer choir and uh, that I loved very much. I think I maybe rehearsed them more than they were used to being rehearsed. And I had a choir member say to me one time, Rob, these rehearsals, it's just, uh, we don't know why you're so extra, but like, 
you know that you know that we have a life outside of of here. <laughs> and I said, I said, yes, I need to do a better job at realizing that. I said, um, but you know, the thing about it is, is music is my life. And you know, that continues to be true. People say, what do you enjoy doing outside of musical theater? Usually my answer will nine times out of 10 have something else to do with music, <laughs> be it choral music or church music or whatever. But if you, if you're forcing me to say, what do I enjoy? What do I enjoy doing outside of music? Yes, I enjoy, I enjoy college football. I'm a huge Alabama fan, much to the chagrin of a lot of people here in Kentucky. Beyond that, I think I would just keep coming back to things that involve music. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, your love for all things music is such a gift to this community and such a gift to all of us at the Lexington Theater Company. We absolutely love having you on our team. And I just can't wait. All these memories we've been sharing about these magical moments in the rehearsal room and the cast meeting, the orchestra. We are going to get to do it again. Uh, it feels like it's been forever, but... The 2022 season is almost here, and I am just so excited to get back to, to this magic that we get to create. I, I am too. I, I tell you, it's it's been a long wait and so long that, you know, this whole feeling of getting back to what we did pre-pandemic, it feels a bit surreal. You have to remind yourself that, you know, it is really happening. But I'm going to tell you, it's important that we get back to it because there is this element of storytelling in musical theater where we realize that we're creating something together and in a shared way that we could never do on our own. For it to be done the way that we know it truly needs to be done, we, we've done a fantastic job over these, these months and, and now getting close to years doing it and continuing to do it while not being able to be in the same room. But it is important that we are able to get back to doing it together in the same space, because uh, one of the amazing things about telling musical theater stories is that we're coming together as a community and we're sharing the experience together. It is for me, just wonderful to be able to put every label that we have that comes along with us. We can set it aside for just, you know, two to three brief hours and be a shared community that is enjoying a story that needs to be told. I, I think that that is part of my my calling. Mm, so beautifully said. So beautifully said. Well, Brock Terry, I can't wait until we are back and, and, and involving our beautiful community and getting back to doing what we're doing. So until then, I know I'll see you in the Zoom room at the team meetings, um, but all of our listeners, we look forward to seeing y'all and letting you hear the beautiful work of our resident music director, Brock Terry. Thanks, Lindy. It's an honor. Appreciate it. The Lex is back on stage in 2022, with season tickets now on sale for our summer productions of Disney's The Little Mermaid and Chicago. Kicking off a return to stage is Concert with the Stars, presented at the Lexington Opera House on January 8th, 2022.
The concert features Lexington native and Broadway performer Rebecca Covington Weber, as well as her husband, Donald Weber Jr., and they'll be joined by Jeremy Landon Hayes. For information about tickets, visit LexingtonTheaterCompany.org. To find out more about the Lexington Theater Company, visit our website, LexingtonTheaterCompany.org, and follow us on social media at the Lex Theater Co.